Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course. But if you are one, it's definitely the place for you. And we have a great show for you today, folks, because three of our favorite film critics are here to preview this summer's movie release schedule. Nell Minow, also known as the Movie Mom, is here, as well as Mad Movie Man, A.J. Hawkery, and Movie Mac, that's Mac Bates. As most of our regular listeners know, these three critics pull no punches in their movie reviews, so they make a fun trio. We're always excited when they agree to visit us together on the same show. In fact, I call them our terrific trio. Nell writes about culture, media, and values for BeliefNet.com and is the author of many excellent film-related books. Mac has contributed freelance articles for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and serves as a staff blogger for Milwaukee Magazine's official film blog. He also is an Emmy winner uh, for um, a a TV show that he helped uh, produce. AJ contributes movie reviews to a variety of of outlets, including Classic Movie Guide, Real Talk Movie Reviews, and Terror Tube, as well as his own popular movie blog, CineSlice, and that's C-I-N-E-S-L-I-C-E. As you can see, we're very lucky to have such well-qualified guests for today's topic, so let's bring them on right now, ladies first as usual. Welcome back to Movie Addict Headquarters now. Well, thank you very much. I'm excited to be here, and I can't wait to hear what the guys have to say. I feel the same way, and and we love having you on our show. And when it's with Mac and AJ, that makes me very happy indeed. And I see they're both waiting patiently, so I'll connect them right now. Hey, Mac, are you ready to talk about the summer film schedule? Hi, Betty Jill. Yes, I am. Uh, It's uh, going to be an interesting uh, conversation, I think. Uh, We've got a lot of ground to cover, and I'm looking forward to it. I am too. And and how about you, AJ? I'm doing pretty good. Ready for some discussion. Coming at you from Wisconsin, where the weather is pretty much being determined by dartboard at this point. So it was 90 <laughs> degrees last week, and it is a gray and very cool 52 today. So whatever weather report they got going on, just like crumple it up, throw it in the garbage or something because it's going to be different <laughs> well, tomorrow i can never. concur yes i live in wisconsin too and yeah it's uh it's a, a schizophrenic weather to say the least yes <laughs> never a dull never a dull minute at all. Yes. well you know um there there's almost a hundred major theatrical releases scheduled from may to the end of August. That's a lot of movie watching, so we all need some guidance about what to look for. And um, I'm sorry to say that AJ will um, be with us for only about 20 minutes, so let's start with him. AJ, 
which 10 summer releases are you looking forward to the most and why? All righty. I have my list of 10 here, uh, one of which I have already seen, but it would have been on my uh, 10 most anticipated list anyway. And uh, it's an awesome movie anyway, so it is staying on there. Uh, this list is uh, in alphabetical order. This is not in uh, order of preference. Uh, so, yeah, let's start things off. The first movie on the list we have is Cafe Society, the uh, latest from uh, Woody Allen. And as usual, it has a really cool cast going on. It's got Jesse Eisenberg, Blake Lively, Steve Carell, and it is a uh, tale set in the 1930s, I believe, where a kid, you know, Jesse Eisenberg, uh, moves out to Hollywood and uh, gets himself an agent, played by Steve Carell, and, you know, navigates the usual myriad of uh, romance and uh, career ambitions that you see in a lot of uh, Woody Allen movies. Like I said, I'm a fan of his work, not necessarily of uh, all of his uh, individual movies. A lot of them are just kind of, especially his last couple, I wasn't uh, the biggest fan of Irrational Man or uh, Magic in the Moonlight. But uh, Woody's Mm -hmm. gotten to that point where it's like whenever he has a new movie coming out, I'm definitely interested in checking out and seeing what it's about. Yeah, Cafe Society, uh, first one off the bat. My second one is the one that I mentioned before that I've already seen, but it was stayed on the list list anyway, is Captain America Civil War. Uh, One of the uh, biggest Marvel movies today, just in terms of, you know, scope, production, and all the characters, where you have Captain America and Iron Man, coming uh coming uh, clashing together over the topic of regulation over whether the avengers be under a governing body which is uh what the, the stance that iron man takes and or the captain oh. america stance where he's like no where he says in the movie the safest hands are still our own and should be able to respond to situations when they need to uh the so yeah like i said before i saw this movie and it is really 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 good uh they really nailed the dramatic beats they nailed the uh ensemble everyone gets something to do and only very rarely does it get a little too busy for its own good and kind of some some subplots you know get the don't get as much exposure as they could have, but for a while it's a really cool balancing act. Uh, the humor's really good. The action is fantastic. We have the airport battle, which has some of the has some of the funnier moments and like bigger surprises of the summer. And uh, it's we're not even a week out after the movie's release, so I'm not even gonna think about spoiling them. But there's some really cool stuff going on. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, one of Marvel's most complicated movies to date, but it pulls it off really, really well. Captain America: Civil War. Go check it out. <clears throat> Right, the third one on my list we have here is The Founder, starring uh, Michael Keaton as Ray Kroc, who is credited as uh, being like the uh, quote-unquote father of McDonald's. And from the looks of the trailer, this is kind of going to be in the vein of like uh, the social network type thing, where it kind of depicts him as a very uh, you know morally shifty figure who goes to the McDonald's brothers as like this salesman who's down on his luck. He's like, hey, you should uh, franchise your restaurant. I'm going to help you do it, which kind of leads him into dipping into his dark side and uh, just <laughs> not treating not treating the McDonald brothers, who were played, uh, I believe, by uh, John Carroll Lynch and uh, Nick Offerman. This kind of uh-huh. uh, kind of cuts them further and further out of the deal. So, yeah, another uh, really cool cast. Uh, I believe uh, I believe the director was uh, John Lee Hancock for this one, who uh, previously did uh, The Blind Side, which wasn't one of my favorite movies, and uh, Saving Mr. Banks, which was, uh, which was pretty good. The acting definitely saved that one. But, yeah, this looks to be uh, 
like I said, it looks kind of can be like a combination of like what he usually does. It's you know period detail where it's like set in the like later fifties, early sixties, and you have a great ensemble cast. You know Michael Keaton, who's one of those guys where I will just watch him in anything. Like he's that fantastic of an actor. Uh, yeah, and it looks like a really compelling uh, depiction of this uh, story. So yeah, the founder definitely looking forward to that one. Uh, the fourth one on my list is the new uh, Leica production, uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Leica mm-hmm. previously did uh, Coraline and uh, Paranorman, which oh. I, both of which I really liked, yeah. and uh, the Box Trolls, which I haven't seen yet, but it just uh, looked really cool, so I do want to check that out at some point. Yeah, Kubo and the Two Strings, the latest from uh, Leica. Uh, I've, unfortunately, I haven't seen any trailers for this one, but I um, have seen some of the uh, character designs, and uh, the look of the movie is uh, very inspired and looks, like, really interesting. Just can't wait to check it out there. Yeah, Kubo and the Two Strings. Uh, Want to check that one out. Uh, <clears throat> fifth one up, I would probably rank as, uh, my at least in my top three of the most anticipated movies of the summer, if we were uh, numbering this. And that is The Nice Guys uh, from uh, Shane Black, who uh, you know, famously started as a scriptwriter, wrote tons of, like, 80s and 90s action movies, you know, The Last Boy Scout and Lethal Weapon, and uh, went and broke into directing with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, Great, uh, hilarious, private eye, noir, semi-spoof. Then he went on to uh, Iron Man 3, which was (laughs) a really, really big jump, but he still had that kind of mischievous spirit in that movie, and he looks to be carrying it along into The Nice Guys, which has Russell Crowe and uh, Ryan Gosling as uh, private eye types. Who uh, kind of reluctantly team up with one another to find this missing girl, and in there, there's all sorts of you know killers and parties, and it's like set in the 70s, so you have the disco motif going on and drugs and whatnot. And I'm pretty sure uh, drugs are involved in uh, one uh, to to explain possibly explain one interesting moment in the trailer where Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe's characters are just like surrounded by this bee, giant bee who's sitting in the back seat smoking a cigarette. I'm like, okay, I got to know what this movie is all about to lead up to that moment. Uh, the yeah. trailers have been just tinged with all of this uh, trademark, you know, Shane Black dark comedy. So you got the laughs in there as well as, you know, uh, some uh, kind of queasy violence scenes for those of the fan of heart. This doesn't look like to be something that that'll be up your alley. But for a degenerate like me, it looks pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the nice guys really looking forward to this one. Looks like a hilarious, hilarious ride. Uh, my next pick is uh, Now You See Me 2, the follow-up to one of the sleeper hits of uh, 2013, where you pick up with uh, the four horsemen, magicians, who kind of do mm-hmm. pull off these uh, Robin Hood heists, uh, where you have uh, Jesse Eisenberg back and uh, Woody Harrelson and uh, Dave Franco, but instead of Isla Fisher, you have, I believe, Lizzie Kaplan from uh, the original uh, Cloverfield in this one, where you have them uh, coming back after a hiatus, who were uh, brought back into their, uh, you know, life of heist and everything by Daniel Radcliffe. You know, of all people, Harry Potter is a somewhat villain in this movie, where, uh, and that's one of the things where I'm kind of interested <laughs> to see how it uh, plays out, where he just, it's like, hey guys, uh, I'm here to help you steal some stuff. So whether or not he's the villain is up to the, is up to question, because there are still Morgan Freeman and uh, Michael Caine's characters reprising, reprising their roles from the original movie, who are, uh, you know, villainous types, definitely have it out for uh, the Four Horsemen, so who knows how it's going to go. I'm always a sucker for con artist movies, 
and heist movies and magician movies, and it's very rare that all of them, you know, kind of come together in one package. But now you see me too. Hopefully, it'll give me uh, more of what I want. (laughs) Yeah, my next pick here is uh, Star Trek Beyond, another another sequel, but one that'll hopefully play out better than Star Trek Into Darkness was for some people, which I I did like Star Trek Into Darkness, and I did like the original of the uh, new reboot uh, series with, you know, Chris Pine taking over the role of uh, Captain Kirk and Zachary Quinto as Spock. But uh, this looks to be uh, more up the alley of uh, Trek fans in the sense that it isn't uh, so much about, you know, pyrotechnics and space battles and everything, where you certainly do have those as uh, seen in the trailer, but you have a classic, you know, Trek TV storyline where this stranded on a weird planet uh, with no way of, you know, uh, communicating back with Starfleet, so they're just kind of left on their own, scattered across this world, and kind of got to do what they got to do. So the story on this one, it almost kind of seems like there's going to be some sort of, like, prophecy angle going on where you have, uh, like, this alien uh, warrior woman who's, you know, telling them, it's like, you're here for a reason, and maybe, like, liberate the people of the planet, uh, who knows for sure. And in the mix, we have uh, Idris Elba, as uh, the villain who just has a really cool yeah. makeup design. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you've already suckered me in with that. You know, I'm always good for uh, monster alien designs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I do like, uh, for the most part, for, uh, yeah, for the most part, what the direction that this uh, new uh, Trek series has taken. It, uh, I, I know there's probably going to be a lot of Trek fans who are going to disagree with me on this one, but it seems like it's a, should be a pretty good balance of, like, the ideas of the original show plus, you know, the the – sheen polish and pyrotechnics of like modern blockbuster cinema so hopefully star trek beyond will be uh the upside of that rather than the downside <laughs> my next pick is uh a dc movie that i am much still much more confident about even after seeing batman versus superman and how uh very underwhelming that turned out to be and that is suicide squad written and directed by uh <clears throat> david ayer who's uh, no stranger to team-based movies. He did uh, Sabotage a couple years ago with Arnold Schwarzenegger and, of course, uh, Fury, the uh, gripping, you know, war tank movie with uh, Brad Pitt, John Bernthal, Shia LaBeouf. And this one is uh, definitely in his wheelhouse, also in the sense that it deals with some very morally shifty characters. You have the anti-heroes slash villains of the DC Universe, where you have a dead shot played by uh, Will Smith, uh, Harley Quinn, played by uh, Margot Robbie, and all these other types who were uh, just kind of like these uh, the scummiest scumbags who are recruited for this mission where uh, they're pretty much expendable, where if anything goes wrong, they can be easily thrown under bus and uh, things blamed on them. And, I, and it's kind of an interesting uh, contrast to the Batman versus Superman, like the trailers leading up to that movie's release where it's like every trailer is like, okay, I've seen the entire two-and-a-half-hour movie, but there's been about uh, two or three trailers for Suicide Squad, and I'm kind of no closer to learning, like, what's the driving force of this movie because a lot of it is just shots of action sequences, Mm -hmm. and they're running from things, and you have uh, Jared Leto being creepy as the Joker, then you have this sorceress lady in there, and things tearing up subways, you're like, okay, what in the world is going on? And so uh, I am a little hesitant, like I said, after being, you know, very disappointed with Batman versus Superman. But uh, from what I've heard or from what I've seen, uh, this movie is definitely going to have like a little bit more of a lighter tone, closer to something more like uh, Deadpool, where it's going to really play uh-huh. up the anti-hero angle and mm-hmm. hopefully have some laughs and uh, and uh, good thrills along the way. So Suicide Squad, definitely there. <laughs> My uh, next to last pick we have is 
War Dogs, a uh, comedy uh, directed by, I believe, Todd Phillips, you know, famous for the Hangover trilogy, and he's branching out into a little bit more mature territory This uh, for this one. We have uh, Jonah Hill and uh, Miles Teller as these uh, two young guys who kind of uh, con their way into being arms dealers and getting a tra- contract with the U.S. government and living it up, and then when they're uh, supposed to deliver, uh, yeah, things go awry. Uh, it looks to be like definitely more of like a outwardly, you know, comedic take on uh, uh, similar topics that uh, Lord of War uh, breached uh, about uh, 10 years ago or so, one of the last, like, really, really great uh, Nicolas Cage movies and performances, by the way. Uh, yeah, but War Dogs, I uh, I enjoyed the trailer for this one. I haven't been necessarily, you know, Todd Phillips' biggest fan, but like I said, this looks to be a step into a new, uh, more mature direction for him. Uh, the concept interests me. I enjoy the cast. War Dogs, definitely interested in seeing this one. And then my last pick here is one that I kind of put on the list. I'm very hesitant to like about this movie, even more so about uh, Suicide Squad, but I did put it on there just because it is based on one of my favorite uh, superhero properties when I was a kid, and it's kind of a brand allegiance at this point. I just have to see uh, how it turns out for every new movie, and that is X-Men Apocalypse, where we have uh, the setting brought up into the 1980s, where you have one of uh, the biggest villains in X-Men uh, history and X-Men lore uh, being brought up, and that is Apocalypse, played by Oscar Isaac in this one, who has accumulated the powers of mutants over like several millennia. He's said to be the first mutant mm. who ever lived, and he's got his sights set on uh, James McAvoy's Professor X and his uh, new crop of students who have uh, – we have young Jean Grey, young Cyclops, young Nightcrawler, all these uh, characters played by these uh, <clears throat> uh, new actors – and we get to see, like, their beginnings, and we have uh, also have Jennifer Lawrence back, obviously, as Mystique, who's uh, taking on, and I'm glad that uh, the series is kind of shifting in this direction, where she's taking on a deeper role than she was in the original uh, original movies, where she was just kind of like a sexy henchwoman, and now uh, we're seeing a different side of her, we're exploring more of her uh, motivations, and I'm really, uh, really glad for that because you know she, Mystique is a great character, and Jennifer Lawrence has done a fantastic job with her in all these movies. Uh, this does kind of look a little bit on the goofy side, but like I said, it's X Men. Like I survived uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> Sorry about <laughs> any distance against Hugh Jackman, uh, but yeah, Apocalypse. Uh, hopefully, it'll be the good kind of cheesy. Uh, looking forward to seeing how it turns out. Well, what an exciting list. Cafe Society, Captain America, The Founder, uh, Kubo and the the Two Strings, The Nice Guys, Now You See Me Too, Star Trek Beyond, Suicide Squad, War Dogs, and X-Men Apocalypse. I want to see every one of them after hearing you uh, (laughs) talk about them, uh, AJ. And uh, I know you have to leave, uh, but uh, Nell is on next. And uh, please feel free to, uh, as she's uh, giving her list, please feel free to leave if you have to. And I want to thank you very much for uh, giving us. Unfortunately, I do have to take, yeah, I do have to take off, but thanks for having me on again. I'll definitely tune into the show to hear Matt's list and Nell's list and uh, your list as well. So thanks for having me on again. It's always great talking movies with all you guys. Thanks, AJ. Thanks, AJ. We'll talk to you later, AJ, and uh, take Alrighty. care. All right, Bye. you too. Oh, my gosh, what a list. Now, I can hardly wait to hear your list, Nell. Is there anything on there that's uh, on your list that's similar to AJ's? 
yes, I I have to say, uh, good for AJ. There's every single one of the films on his list are, are ones I want to see. I was, I just want to comment on his list a little bit. I was a little surprised, but happily so, to hear him uh, interested in Now You See Me Too. Um, I am a big fan of the first one, like AJ. I'm a sucker for any movie about heists and con men, and I watched that first moment of that movie about five times when it came on cable to figure out how they did that incredible magic trick in the first second. Yeah. Um, so I am very much looking forward to Now You See Me Too. Now, I'm still talking about AJ's list, not my own list uh, yet. Um, and, uh, I, uh, you know, Woody Allen has, has certainly failed more often than he has succeeded in the past few years, but Cafe Society looks like a little bit more like uh, Midnight in Paris and a little bit like Hail Caesar, which we saw earlier this year. So um, so I was glad to hear him include that. I was glad to hear him include the founder. I have some concerns about it, but I think um, it will be fascinating. The fact that they've cast two such very likable people playing the McDonald brothers suggests to me, you know, the direction they're going with the story. Um and uh, so, yeah, I liked his list a lot. So now over to my list. Well, oh, just a second, Neil. I, before yeah. you start, I want to um, welcome into the chat room uh, Nancy Lombardo, uh, who hosts Comedy Concepts here on Blog Talk Radio, and also Mistress Angie, who is the, uh, the host of uh, a very popular show on uh, the Wacko Network, which is uh, – broadcast on Mixler, that's M-I-X-L-R, and then we have uh, other guests that are coming in and out, but uh, I want to welcome them, and uh, I know they're here because they want uh, to have some help, because uh, there's so many movies coming out this uh, summer, So, so now let's hear your list. Well, that's great, and I look forward to the comments from the people in the chat room, Okay, here's my list, and mine are in no order, not alphabetical, not numerical, not chronological, no order whatsoever, just the order they occurred to me. Okay, well, uh, Pixar uh, is the most successful movie studio of all time. Every one of their films has been great. I would say that their last film, The Good Dinosaur, was the only real disappointment that we've had from them. And my all-time favorite of all the Pixar movies is Finding Nemo. So you can imagine that I'm very excited about the sequel to that film, Finding Dory. Uh, And uh, with Ellen DeGeneres playing the um, short-term memory loss fish uh, who wants to find her family, um, I'll be bringing at least one handkerchief to that one, uh, and I am really looking forward to it. The reason that Finding Nemo is my favorite Pixar film is that if you look at a movie like Monsters, Inc., which I also really loved, um, you know, it was wonderfully imaginative. That world that they created was so exciting, and every monster was so different and individual and great. And then, then after that, they come up with Finding Nemo, and you're like, Stand aside, Pixar. God is way ahead of you because the fish, (laughs) the real-life settings and those real-life fish were so much crazier and wilder and more interesting and singular than anything that anybody could have thought up in Monsters, Inc., any imagined world. The real world is so much better. And what they did in that movie with the 
the then cutting edge technology of the reflection in the water and the way things moved, I can only imagine that it's going to be several um, orders of magnitude even better with uh, Finding Dory. So I think the story looks really, really touching and intriguing. The characters, I'm so happy to be revisiting some of my all-time favorite Pixar characters, especially those uh, swimming tortoises. And uh, I'm sure the shark will be back, and of course Nemo and his father. So I'm really, really looking forward to finding Dory. Um, next, I know that uh, I'm pretty sure this is going to be on your list, Betty Jo. Love and friendship. <laughs> oh um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, those of us who love Jane Austen, um, you know, are really looking forward to love and friendship. Now I have to explain, and I've seen this film, so I'm going to talk about it um, oh, good, with some perspective. Good. Uh, so. Let me explain here. The the big five of the Jane Austen novels have all been made many, many times. There have been BBC miniseries. There have been movie versions. There have been updates. Mm-hmm. There have been, all, you know, every kind of, uh, uh, of attention to Jane Austen. But as far as I know, um, there has not been a version yet of her book, uh, Lady Susan, which is an epistolary novel, meaning that it's told in the form of letters, something that I know Betty Jo understands. Oh. And... Um, it's also unusual in the Jane Austen canon because it's the only one of her books that really the main character is really awful. She's extremely manipulative. She's dishonest. She's got one goal in mind, which is to marry her daughter off to a, a wealthy man, um, and she'll do anything to get there. And she's described in the book by one of the other characters as being just an incorrigible flirt. So... Uh, so I think maybe that's one reason that people have been put off, that and the fact that it's in the form of letters. But if you were going to make a Jane Austen movie, um, you couldn't pick a better person to do it than Whit Stillman, who is in many ways a kind of an heir to Jane Austen in his oh. movies like uh, his movies like Metropolitan, which are comedies of manners, drawing room comedies with very, very witty dialogue um, about upper-class white people. So, you know, that's very, very much in the tradition of Jane Austen. And he didn't, I I interviewed him. He said that uh, he didn't like the name Lady Susan. And as far as he could tell from his uh, review of the documents, uh, she, Jane Austen did not give that um, that name to the book herself. So he took Love and Friendship, which is a, the title of a different book that Jane Austen wrote when she was just a teenager, um, and he applied it to this. So that's the story of the title. Uh, the movie stars Kate Beckinsale uh, as Lady Susan, the ruthless Lady Susan, and longtime Whit Stillman um, actress uh, Chloe Savini as her American yeah. friend. Now, because it is a book told in letters. He had to create some new characters uh, and make a lot of changes for the movie, but it's very true to the spirit of the book and, in a way, I think a lot more sympathetic to the character of Lady Susan, not just because she's played by the wonderful Kate Beckinsale, but because it's really clear she had no other um, alternatives. You know, she wasn't marrying, she wasn't interested in marrying money because she didn't want to work. She couldn't work. There was nothing for her to do. And so given the strictures of her society, it's it's a more sympathetic portrayal. Um, so I like Love and Friendship, and I think that's that's definitely one of the most interesting films that's coming out this summer uh, that is not a blockbuster. Um, okay, I'm really looking forward to Legend of Tarzan. Um, this oh. is a different take on the Tarzan story. The 
this comes uh, later in his life. It's not an origin story about Tarzan, so I'm interested in, from that perspective. Uh, um, and Edgar Rice Burroughs wrote a lot of stories about Tarzan, and he was very different from the kind of me, Tarzan, you, Jane, that, that he's been portrayed as in the mm-hmm. movies. He was uh, a very um, well-educated, self-educated, but well-educated guy uh, who who flourished in civilization as well as uh, out of it, and, um, and this seems to be more like that. It looks like, uh, and also I just think Alexander Skarsgård is fantastic. I think he's one of the most underrated actors out there. Um, me too. And... Uh, and you know, in in movies like um, Diary of a Teenage Girl, uh, What Maisie Knew, um, The East, those are three different movies. Uh, it took me a little while to realize it was the same actor in all three of them because he was just so different and yet mm-hmm. so good in all of them. So I'm really looking forward to Legend of Tarzan. Plus, the stu- the stunts look amazing. Um, I'm currently almost at the end of reading the Roald Dahl book, The BFG. Uh, which stands for Big Friendly Giant. And uh, I'm very interested in the movie. Uh, Steven Spielberg is always interesting. Uh, I thought the trailer was awesome. Uh, and uh, just as uh, Steven Spielberg brought those dinosaurs to life in Jurassic Park, I think he's going to bring these giants to life in a really interesting way. So I'm looking forward to the BFG, and nice, it looks like a nice family movie. Um, one that I know that you like uh, and that you're looking forward to, Betty Jo, that I am too, is Florence Foster Jenkins. Now, yes. something very interesting about Florence Foster Jenkins, of course, is a real woman, very wealthy, who loved music more than anything in the world and loved to perform, especially. She just was terrible. <laughs> and um, but because she was wealthy, she had a lot of people around her telling her that she was that she was good, and she had a chance to to do a lot of performing. And her records are still very very popular today because people love them. They're bad in such a crazy interesting way, and they're so popular that there are not one but two movies about Florence Foster Jenkins coming out this year. I've already seen the other one, which is a French film called Marguerite, which is absolutely excellent. And yet, I think that the uh, one called Florence Foster Jenkins is going to be even better because it stars Meryl Streep and Hugh Grant. Oh, and my it God. Looks <laughs> incredible. It looks incredible. Um, like AJ, <clears throat> I'm a huge Leica fan. I am the biggest Leica fan alive, and one of the greatest experiences of my life was that I got to go spend a day at their studio in Portland, Oregon. Uh, so wow. I am really looking forward to Kubo and the Two Strings, which looks spectacular <clears throat> i'm also looking forward to war dogs it's an amazing story and uh, the trailer looks great um and the suicide squad uh which is like the dirty dozen of comic book supervillains. uh you've got all of the people who don't work well with others working together and uh i think that's just an inherently interesting idea um i don't know jared leto doesn't really look like my idea of the joker but he's always a fascinating performer and uh margot robbie looks amazing as harley quinn so i'm super excited about that i'm a huge fan of hers uh are you familiar with the movie the lobster have you heard about that at all oh yes yep (laughs) Yeah, I'm super. I'm super excited about the Lobster. Any movie that is about a world in which people have to fall in love and get married, or else turn into the animal of their choice, and a guy picks a lobster, uh, I'm already on board for. Plus, um, again, I think oh, Colin no. Farrell is a very underrated actor. Uh, I think he's got a lot of range, 
And I'm super looking forward to the animated film, The Secret Life of Pets. Um, I think that the trailer looks adorable. Oh yes, it's just I've been I've been just dying to see that ever since I saw that first trailer, you know, months ago. Yeah, and, and the second trailer uh, is even better. I can hardly wait. Well, what? I mean, I love your list except for one. I just love it. Uh, Finding Dory, Love and Friendship, The Legend of Tarzan, BFG, Florence Foster Jenkins. Who uh, is it? Kubo. Kubo, yeah. Kubo and, the, and Two Strings, War Dogs, Suicide Squad, The Lobster, and The Secret Life of Pets. Now, um, I just cannot grasp the uh, the whole concept of the of the lobsters. So that's one that I'm a little <laughs> bit that's one that I'm a little bit worried about. But everything else, I mean, I I just think it's a, a very very exciting list too. And Mac, how about you? Have uh, I wonder if you agree with AJ and Nell about any any movies? Uh, it's you're you're on now, Mac. All right. Yeah, um, like I uh, um, you know, said in the beginning, I, I think there was going to be some overlap, and there definitely is, um, between uh, all of our lists, actually. And um, I also have to second what um, Nell said earlier about Alexander, Alexander uh, Skarsgård, rather, uh, the guy who stars, as, uh, who stars in The Legend of Tarzan. I've known about him since he was on um, True Blood um, yeah. quite a while ago now. And, uh, yeah, he is. He's truly a, a great actor, highly underrated, and hopefully this will uh, – you know, uh, put him out there, um, you know, and, and, and have a whole new audience discover him, you know, because I know a lot of, a lot of uh, kids and teenagers are going to be seeing the film this uh, summer, and, you know, they're going to be dragged dragged by their parents, and some of them will go willingly, and uh, hopefully, you know, he'll, um, he'll you know, find a whole new fan base uh, as a result. Um, but in terms of uh, films that I'm looking forward to seeing this summer, um, you know, and, and then like now said, in no particular order, um, the first one would be uh, Free State of Jones with um, Matthew McConaughey. He plays a, um, a Mississippi farmer back in the um, 1800s who actually uh, helps to uh, lead a uh, uprising against the uh, against the Confederacy, excuse me, during the Civil War. Little tongue died. <clears throat> and um, co-starring in that film is uh, Gugu and Botha Ra, who was uh, oh, actually on a roll as of late. She's uh, been in um, a number of uh, high-profile, well, not high-profile, uh, but films I've gotten, uh, you know, a lot of uh, critical notice, like a Bell movie she was in a few years ago, and also another film that she was in, I believe it was the same year, if I'm not mistaken, called uh, Beyond the Lights, in which she played a um, a, uh, a, a pop star who um, wants to be uh, taken seriously, but who's pretty much just treated as a sex object. Um, so again, uh, Free State of Jones with uh, Matthew McConaughey. I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, any historical films about uh, American history, uh, you know, obviously uh, um, appeal to a lot of people, me included. Uh, another film that I'm um, also looking forward to this summer. Um, you know, to echo what uh, um, uh, Nell said, uh, The Legend of Tarzan with Alexander Skarsgård and uh, Sam Jackson and Margot uh, uh, Robbie. Um, definitely looking forward to that. At first, I thought it was an origin tale when I first heard about it, but I find, you know, I have found out in the time since that it's uh, actually uh, something altogether uh, different, and I'm actually really intrigued by, you know, um, how they're going to approach the story. And uh, like uh, Nell also mentioned, the um, stunts look amazing, and I'm just, you know, very interested in seeing what these actors are going to do with that material. Um, another film that I'm also looking forward to this summer is uh, The Return of Jason Bourne. Um, uh, Matt Damon is back, and of course, I think uh, there are a lot of people 
who are going to be interested in seeing, um, uh, uh, the, you know, how Jason Bourne has evolved since we last saw him. And I just uh, I think that uh, that pairing of uh, Matt Damon with Paul Greengrass has really yielded quite a, quite an interesting uh, string of films uh, so far. And uh, co-starring in that film with him are uh, recent Oscar winner Alicia Vikander, who you know also is a reason um, I'm interested in seeing the film, as, along with a uh, fellow Oscar winner Tommy Lee, Tommy Lee Jones. So I'm uh, I'm uh, interested interested to see you know how how it all how that's all going to. Uh, come together and I can't help but have uh, rather high expectations for it. Um, I'm also looking forward to seeing Absolutely Fabulous, the movie, which is, um, <laughs> if people uh, aren't familiar with the uh, how that um, the story originated, um, Jennifer Saunders, a uh, actress and uh, comedian and writer, uh, wrote a uh, show called Absolutely Fabulous, or Ab Fab for short, um, you know, that's what fans call it. Uh, over 20 years ago now, and it debuted on uh, the BBC back in 1993. It debuted here stateside on Comedy Central in either 94 or 95. I forgot exactly when, but it was within about a year or a year or two of its uh, debut in uh, Britain, and it became a huge cult hit, um, won a number of awards, um, and has been, uh, uh, you know, cherished for all this time. And the ladies are back, uh, Patsy and uh, Adina, uh, characters played by uh, Joanna Lumley, who just celebrated a birthday, actually, and um, Jennifer, Jennifer Saunders, who I said also um, created the show. Um, they, they play boozing, drug-addicted uh, uh, friends, you know, uh, who um, <laughs> uh, find themselves in a pickle and they head off to the <laughs> south of France in order to escape their troubles and uh, find that they are among their own kind. They're meaning a bunch of, uh, you know, boozing, drugging, uh, people trying to get away from their troubles, ironically enough. So they fit in perfectly, and it's... Uh, uh, basically, a big uh, summer romp, and uh, and I'm, you know, just really, really looking forward to seeing it. Every time they have revisited those characters, I've been uh, intrigued to go back, and I've never been disappointed. And hopefully, uh, I won't be disappointed with the film. And it looks, it looks funny. It does. It, it, the trailer, I've seen the trailer, and it looks, it looks uh, pretty funny. And uh, it's, it, they're the sort of characters that they could play, you know, for years, which they have, and you know, hopefully for years to come. So. Got got um got a high hopes for that. Another film I'm looking forward to this summer, just based on the that uh, the the concept, is uh, a film called Equity with Anna Gunn, who uh, starred well co-starred on uh, Breaking Bad opposite um um oh gosh I can't think of everything. Well, she was on Breaking Gun and she played the uh, uh, Breaking Bad rather, and she played the uh, the lead guy's uh, uh, wife. Oh, Brian and, um, Cranston. Yeah, Brian Cranston. Yeah, I drew a blank for a minute. I'm like, I knew his first name was Brian, but <laughs> like, was the last name? Brian Cranston. Um, and that film is a, uh, it's it's kind of in the vein of Margin Call, <clears throat> where it's uh, set in the uh, financial world in New York. But the thing that's very interesting about it is, it's, it's probably the first film set in in that world that is centered around a woman. Normally, women play peripheral characters in those sort of movies or supporting, and in this case. The, uh, she's the lead, and she's you know the 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 um right. the, the the financial person you know a, a, you know who's um kind of in the in and you know the midst of you know all this you know potential chaos is going to be going on, and I'm very intrigued by that concept, and I and I'm looking forward to seeing uh seeing that film, and and she's such a great uh, actor, also underrated, that it's going to be interesting to see you know what she what she brings to the table. Um, also, like Nell, I'm looking forward to uh, Steven Spielberg's The BFG, based on the Roald Dahl book of the same name. Uh, Mark Rylance, who seems to have become uh, Spielberg's go-to actor now, um, uh, yes. stars in the film, and uh, he's brilliant. I've uh, actually uh, known about him for a while, 
and I'm very happy to see that he's finally getting uh, the attention that he so richly deserves because he's so great. He's you know been brilliant on the stage from what I uh, have uh, you know read and 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 heard from numerous uh, sources, and you know I've uh, seen him in a number of um, things on television as well as in film and. Uh, yeah, he, he's the real deal. So I'm very, very uh, uh, much looking forward to that. And I think it it, it could uh, it's almost like a um, a companion in a way to a, a earlier Spielberg film that you know mm-hmm. only, only maybe about four or five people have heard about called E.T. You know, I I, I certainly get um 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 a uh, a vibe uh, that this could be along those lines in terms of uh, you know nostalgia and quality and and what and so on. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Another movie, uh, Suicide Squad. Um, the main reason I'm looking forward to that um, is Viola Davis uh, debuting as Amanda Waller, and I think that uh, uh, you know her her alone, her and uh, Eric, actually Jared Leto was uh, the Joker. Those are the two main reasons to see that movie. And uh, and the trailer, it, it just looks it looks sick. It just looks in, you know it just looks like like a complete and total spectacle, in the best possible way, by the way. And I'm I'm very much interested in seeing. Uh, what what those two actors and and, and the rest uh, of the uh, the cast and crew bring to that because I, I think I think there's some potential to um, really uh, start an interesting uh, uh, new franchise with that. Um, Woody Allen, obviously, uh, you know, uh, at this point, it's almost like it's it's kind of like you know when he has a film coming out, it's pretty much a, 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 a you have to go see it if you <laughs> if you have any sort of. Uh, interest in uh, any any of his um um his output which I certainly do and a lot of people do um Cafe Society with Jesse Eisenberg and uh, Kristen Stewart and uh, Steve Carell said back in the 30s in Hollywood you know it's a a, a romp from uh, from uh, one of the guys who does uh, those sort of things best and it's going to be interesting um to see if it's a return to form for him after you know kind of misstepping with uh, his last few films of Rational Man and um um, uh, Magic in the Moonlight, like uh, AJ had mentioned earlier. Hopefully, it's a return to form um, um, from for films that he's made in his the latter half of his career that I have, uh, you know, uh, taken a shine to, like uh, Blue Jasmine and uh, Midnight in Paris. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it's, uh, you know, um, on par with those films. And um, my next to last film, The Founder, with uh, Michael Keaton, he, he's the main reason I'm interested in seeing it. Uh, you know, we've heard about Ray Kroc, but we don't really know a lot about the, you know, the details of how that all came about, about how he, um, you know, uh, brought McDonald's to the masses. You know, we've heard things here and there, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what John Lee uh, Hancock and company uh, do with that uh, story. Um and like at this point, Michael Keaton, he's pretty much on a roll. He's been in the last two films to win Best Picture. He was nominated for Birdman. He should have been nominated for Spotlight. And it's going to be interesting to see if um, he has another contender, contender on his hands with uh, this film. And I've seen the trailer, and it looks um, it looks interesting, to say the least. And I'm also interested in seeing what uh, Laura Dern um, uh, brings to the party as his wife. Looking forward to uh, seeing uh, what Nick Offerman uh, uh, brings to the table playing one of the uh, McDonald's uh, brothers, so I'm um, interested in seeing that. And last but certainly not least, I'm also interested in seeing the film that chronicles the first date between uh, a young Barack Obama and uh, Michelle Johnson, uh, Southside with You. Um, and it's uh, basically, a, a, like I said, it's kind of like a, 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 a day in the life chronicle of their first date, you know, through through the South Side of Chicago. And um, the uh, actress playing uh, Michelle uh, uh, Johnson, who is now known as First Lady Michelle Obama, Tika Sumter, Robinson. is very Michelle interesting. Robinson. 
and I um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what uh, what uh, you know uh, she and the actor who plays Barack uh, Obama um, you know what they do with that uh, tale and um, thankfully it played uh, Sundance and got some pretty good notices earlier this year so I'm I'm excited to see uh, see that film along with the other ones. I'm oh very excited. Her name is Robinson, not Johnson. But I, I oh, Robinson, sorry, sorry. That's Robinson. okay. I, I'm yeah. super excited to see it because my parents were there on their first day, oh. and there's oh. an actor in the movie playing the part of my dad. Really? Although, although they completely changed the what oh happened my. in their conversation, but both both Michelle and Brock were working for my dad uh, at uh, Sidley and Austin, the law firm. Oh. And uh, they were not supposed to be dating because she was his supervisor. And yeah. you'll see when you see the movie that uh-huh. she keeps telling him it's not a date. And uh, so they spent the day together and they went to see um, Do the Right Thing. Yes. And yep. at the end of the day and walked in and there were my parents who were also at the at Do the Right Thing. And they were very concerned because they were not supposed to be dating and the conversation between them is completely made up mm-hmm. that is not at all what happened it's much more interesting dramatically mm-hmm. and it's great i'm not i'm not criticizing them in any way and they changed the name of the of the lawyer that they talked to but um but we're my whole family is of course extremely excited about seeing that movie oh okay that's uh, thanks yeah. for sharing that yeah uh, i had that, yeah but i've had a clue what yeah, what a what a great uh, list, Mac. And uh, we should tell our listeners now that uh, your dad is the is the great uh, Newton Minow, and um, we <laughs> and you, you you certainly have inherited his inherited his uh, intelligence and ability to communicate. <laughs> so we're oh, well, we're, we're thankful for that. But mm-hmm. Mac, my goodness, this this is a very interesting list from. Uh, Free Free State. What was the first one? Free State in oh, Free State Jones. Of Jones. Yep, with Free Matthew State of Jones. Yes, and then the Legend of Tarzan and the Jason Bourne, the new Jason Bourne movie, and absolutely fabulous. Which I'm so glad that you added. I really <laughs> loved that uh, TV show. Then Equity and BFG, and um, then the next one was Suicide Squad. That is the only movie that all four of us have chosen because it's it's actually actually <laughs> on my on my list. <laughs> yeah, that's out of all of these. And then uh, you had a founder and a Southside with you. And uh, there's one that I can't read my writing on. Oh, Cafe uh, Society. Cafe Society. Cafe. I, I guess I, I kind of repressed that that film because I'm not a great fan of Woody Allen, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but uh, you uh, about talked me in to uh, to seeing that. Uh, anything else you'd like to say about Mac's uh, list, Nell? No, it's a great list, and I'm very glad that you mentioned uh, Free State of Jones, because I'm really hoping uh, that that's a good one. I'm a huge fan of Gugu Mbatha-Ra. I thought she was sensational in Bell and yes. Beyond the Lights, and mm-hmm. she was also very good in Concussion, a movie that I wasn't that crazy about. But I, I you know, I, I have watched uh, Larry Crown like five times just to watch her. She's so good in that movie. That's I'm a right. huge a fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also, you know, it doesn't hurt that she's 
the single most beautiful creature on earth at this moment. Oh yeah, um, yeah. She certainly is easy on the eyes. Yes, most definitely. Yeah, <laughs> but she's also and and Beyond the Lights, which I thought was by far the best, most romantic film of of last year, the best date movie of last year. Um, uh, she was she was just astounding. Yeah, yeah, yes, she I, uh, yeah. I'm a fan. Definitely. I'm a fan of her fan of hers too. I'm not going to take too much time with my list because so uh, many of the movies that I have on my list have already been talked about. I I will just say that uh, the uh, number one and number well actually it's a tie for number one. Uh, the movie with Meryl Streep, uh, Florence Foster, uh, Jenkins. And the uh, secret life of pets—that's those are in the first place with me. Um, I just cannot imagine Meryl Streep singing bad, and that's—I mean, you know—I just—I I can hardly wait <laughs> to see how that works out. And as I mentioned before, Secret Life of Pets—I've been just dying to see ever since I saw that darling trailer. Uh, I am the only one who has Alice through the through the Looking Glass. Because I loved, <laughs> I loved oh, the first <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. And if uh, if AJ were here, he'd be going boo hoo boo. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what he's going to say when he hears, when he listens to the show. Um, yeah. I have next Yo-Yo Ma's documentary, The Stranger uh, Strangers Music of Strangers, because anything that Yo-Yo Ma does is just tops for me, so I wouldn't miss that. And I do have Star Trek Beyond for some of the same reasons that uh, that uh, that you have have mentioned, uh, uh, Mac. And I have Ghostbusters. Nobody has Ghostbusters, so uh, I'm the only one that has that. But I I, I, I think hope the it's cast, good. I hope it's good too. With that, yeah, me with too. That yeah, it almost made my list. It was like top twelve. Oh, top twelve, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I have me, uh, me before you, because the actress Amelia Clark, who plays Khaleesi in the Game of Thrones, is just impressed me so much. And uh, that's all I need to know about a movie. If she's have going you to read be the book? It. I haven't read the book. I know I've it's going to be a tearjerker. Is it a You're tearjerker? You're going to need at least a, at least one box of Kleenex, maybe two. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> Thank you for that. In fact, I received tip. in the mail today from the studio a "Me Before You" handkerchief. Oh gosh! With, it, oh. with the name of the movie embroidered on it. Oh my gosh! Well, You'd be I'll, be ready. Ready. I'll be ready. For, yeah, I'll be ready. And the and my last three uh, picks are uh, X Men. The uh, X-Men Apocalypse, which already has been talked about, uh, and Love and Friendship, which um, you talked about and explained uh, so well now, and then, of course, Suicide Squad. So those are are our uh, picks, dear listeners, and uh, it's going to be an exciting summer, but I think there may be some movies that we're a little bit uh, dreading that, that we may have to see. So, Nell, what's on your list of uh, movies that you're kind of afraid uh, are going to be uh, your favorites? Well, I hate to say it, but Alice Through the Looking Glass is uh, <laughs> is one of them because, and I'm I'm rereading the book right now. Uh, although I forgot how much from Alice Through the Looking Glass he put in the first movie, you know, the Jabberwock and everything. So. I don't know. I I just feel I, I'm I object to the putting an adult woman in the role of Alice. I think that really takes away from 
it, and so I, I'm very concerned about that. Um, and uh, uh, I, I'm not looking forward to Swiss Army Man, even though a lot of people <laughs> oh. really liked it. Uh, at the was it the um, it was Sundance. Sundance, yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't even want to talk about why I don't want to see it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll just say that that <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe right? plays a, a corpse who has <laughs> continues to have bodily functions that oh, doesn't boy. look t- yeah that doesn't look too good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that's one that I'm really not looking forward to. Well, how about you, Mac? Any that you're not looking forward to? Yeah, yeah, I'm not terribly uh uh interested much less looking forward to uh the sequel to independence day uh resurgence even though there are a lot of actors in the film that i uh do admire i just think it's you know just one of those movies that was made clearly is just you know uh the grab cash uh, grab cash very quickly and in a huge amount in a very you know short period of time it was just you know basically was just made to make a fox a, a truckload of money which you know all studios make films like that but this one just seems to be very egregious in that sense. <laughs> and plus, you know, Will Smith isn't coming back, which doesn't make any sense. And then, um, as a matter of fact, I think like half of the cast pretty much didn't come back. And, and this is including uh, cast members who were actually still very much alive at the end of the first film. So, you know, you got to wonder about the uh, the overall uh, quality and appeal of that. Um, yeah, I've seen the trailer, and it just seems like, you know, a series of, uh, you know, explosions and car chases, which, you know, obviously it's a summer film, so that makes sense. But it just seems kind of you know bankrupt in 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 the storytelling and 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 you know um you know just uh logical sort of way uh another film that i'm, I'm not looking forward to uh is central intelligence with uh dwayne johnson and kevin hart i am a big fan of the of the rock uh, you know Me dwayne too. johnson i absolutely think he's just you know one of the most uh, charismatic uh, performers out there working today. Kevin Hart is the complete and total opposite of that. I have no idea why he is such a big star. I, his uh, appeal is is lost on me, and that's the reason I'm not looking forward to it. I'm going to see it for The Rock, but I'm going to have to suffer through Kevin Hart, and I'm just hoping that it isn't, you know, too painful. So that's basically like well, I'm, looking, I'm looking well, forward to half of it, but the other half I'm not looking yeah. forward to. But oh you, didn't mention, you didn't mention the real concern about the movie that is um that that I, i'm worried about uh mm-hmm. you know kevin hart i think could be good if he was in a good movie but he makes <laughs> he may, he's just in so many terrible movies mm-hmm. and the guy who directed this movie um did uh we're the millers which oh yeah was not <laughs> yeah, good that, that, yeah that jim yeah <laughs> Yeah, so oh I, I am not. I'm. I'm. I'm concerned about it, and the and the trailer really does not look so good with a fat rock singing in the shower, and so <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I, I, I'm putting those on my list that I'm dreading to I, see. But you already heard from me. The uh, I just can't can't wrap my head around the lobster. And there's this film called Sausage Party with talking food that I'm not really looking forward to. I can't believe well, it's that our very, time very, has gone. very R-rated. Sausage Party is very R-rated, and it's about food. Oh, okay. Dis- that, discovering that I, they're I think, per- it's that their purpose in life is to be eaten. So that doesn't. Uh, that, I don't know. It doesn't. Yeah, doesn't sound too good. Do <laughs> 
But I'm, I'm going to say, pass, I'm, I'm going to just respond to Mac. Okay, I'm going to respond to Mac and say that I'm I'm not pretending to be objective about this, but I just spoke to um, Celia Ward, Jeff Goldblum, and Vivica A. Fox oh, about yeah. Independence Day, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of fun talking to them, and I and they they got me excited about the movie. Okay, now see, I, I've, I've been a fan of Sela for quite a while, um, and I and Bill as well, and uh, Vivica. You know, when she's uh, a part of something she, that good, she can be very good. But yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thrilled for them. I'm just, yeah, the overall film itself. I'm just like, uh, I don't know. We'll have to. Yeah. See. <laughs> well, I hope it's better than we're than we than we think right now. But you know what? I, we're we're running out of time. And I, I extended it to 60 minutes. I probably should have extended it beyond that because we could go on <laughs> talking about it. But this has been so great, and I just uh, am uh, so happy that all three of you, AJ and Nell and Mac, uh, could uh, join us. And I, I wanted to be sure and, and thank again uh, Nancy Lombardo and uh, Mistress uh, Angie for being in the chat room. And I would like to recommend some other uh, radio shows for our listeners to check out. Uh, Nancy Lombardo's uh, comedy concept show, it's so much fun. It's on Vlog Talk Radio each Monday and Friday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time. And another fun show you should check out is the Mom and Pop Shop radio show hosted by Mr. Showbiz himself, George Bettinger. It's very entertaining. And uh, it airs on DreamStream Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Plus, don't forget all the diverse shows on the Wacko Network on Mixler. That's where uh, Mistress uh, Angie is uh, a host on the uh, morning Wacko uh, Network show. There's something for everybody in the Wacko wheelhouse. I am, um, I am just so sorry that we don't have more time because whenever uh, Nell and Mac and AJ come on the show, it's just so, so much fun. I hope that everyone enjoyed the show, and um, I want to invite everybody back uh, for our next show next Tuesday when we'll be talking with the up-and-coming direct film director, independent film director, Linda Palmer, about Last Call at Murray's, her splendid movie that's winning rave festival reviews, and her highly amusing Emmy-nominated web series, Carbon Dating. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. And if you haven't already purchased a copy of my new book, Cinema Stanzas, Rhyming About Movies, please go to the Kindle store on Amazon.com and buy the ebook for only $3.99. I'm so happy that it's getting rave reviews and that many of you have already ordered and read it. Thanks so much. That's all for now, folks. Let's close the show with this rousing rendition of Hooray for Hollywood.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.